Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson, Rob Ensley, and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports Station. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Weldcraft, and Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Harbor Marine, Rain Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Welcome to Hour 2 of the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Mountain Nelson running the board over there. Joey Pyburn to my right. I'm Tom Nelson, and on the phone, it's the president of the Owaco Tuna Club. This is a hundred knucklehead organization, and this is the head knucklehead in charge, none other than <laughs> Mark White. Good morning, Mr. White. How are you, sir? Morning, Mark. Morning, fellas. I'm good. How about you guys? Well, we're, great. we're good, but we're not in Iwako. So so I, I would swap you Iwako for downtown Seattle any day of the week and twice on Sunday, buddy. So p- paint us a picture of the sun coming up down the Columbia River, bud. Well, it's typical Iwako summer weather. It's overcast. Perfect. <laughs> which is why I love it. Yep. Perfect, buddy. Absolutely perfect. Marine layer is uh, is large and in charge. And it's going to get driven back somewhat. But uh, so So before we get going too far down the line here, um, I, I, I do want to point out that, man, you, you spend a ton of time on the water. I've got to fish with you a couple times a buoy 10, learned a ton from you. Um, give us a picture of, of the, of the salmon bite in Iwako right now, because I, I'm hearing some just white hot stuff that has to have people fired up for buoy 10. Yeah, no, it's, uh, the ocean is full of life right now. The, uh, the coho bite is. It might actually take you longer to get out there from the port <laughs> than get your than it does to get your fish. Uh, it, it's incredible fishing. Uh, they did close, you know, the section of the beach down to protect the chinook harvest, uh, so we can pick away at the coho harvest a little better, and uh, that seems to be working. There's some beautiful chinook still being caught out there uh, in the deeper water. I actually saw some uh, legit twenty twenty two pound fish brought in yesterday being caught with all these uh, five to seven pound coho uh but the the bite is insane out there uh if, if you head out it's fast and furious for the most part what are guys how are guys fishing them so we've actually been doing really well on hardware this year we've hmm. uh using spinfish uh stuffed with uh albacore bloodline of course and uh we've uh done really really well on those uh, but yesterday, uh, they wanted anchovies and uh, had to switch the game up and get the anchovies out there. But, you know, it, it, every day is different. Uh, six out of the last seven days, they were fine with hardware. Yesterday, they wanted they wanted anchovies. When so you say hardware, when you say hardware, you're you're talking specifically about spinfish, or are you working them some spoons, and then and then and then I'm guessing it's a diver program. So what what kind of divers are you using as well, Mark White? Yeah, we're using uh, uh, everything. Most of what I've got are the easy divers is what I like to run. We've actually been flatlining with eight ounce uh, mm. uh, banana leads sure. and, and no flasher, no anything back there. Uh, just kind of leaving a rod, you know, kind of way back. Uh, that one's done really well for us. Um, hardware is uh, spinfish. I've I fought that one for a while, and now I just I don't fight it. I yeah. just embrace it, and, and we're running with it. Well, I mean, and so. and you and Jerry Spees got on the board or got on the boat last year at Buoy Ten, and you know I'm sticking to my bait, and you guys start rolling these 
you know, freaking slices of frisbees down the middle with those spin fish, dude. <laughs> and 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 just the mechanical efficiency of those things. You you just you you, you have to look their way. I have fought it and fought it and fought it. And then Jared Higginbotham showed up at Salmon Camp, and he had a bunch of them that were unpainted. You just tell Jerry Spies, and I'm expecting to see our quota of those painted ones back, right? Because, well, it's it's yep. it's just, it's it, again, and we talked last segment about another tool in your box, right? Well, that that certainly yep. is one. And, and they fished. We we caught the heck out of them last year on those things, that, and everybody did. Everybody it did. It seemed like in 19... Did we get some in 2019 when we were down there? And yeah. Yeah, they just didn't catch the fish that right, year. But right. then, man, we did really well on them last year. So we were pretty pretty excited when Jared showed up. We're like <laughs> reaching into the bag, yeah. stuffing our guys, shorts think, full of spin fish. Yeah, it only cost us a big pile of smoked salmon and a couple of beers, dude. It was awesome. <laughs> hey, I'm looking at your website here. What's the story with this? Uh, there's a blue and white boat, and it is out of the water when you go your website and you can kind of look at all the boats you guys have the fat cat um and one of those boats is actually you see that <laughs> the center center console in mid cavitation yeah. yeah that is an awesome picture that is a great picture <laughs> the scarab there yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's one of our that's one of our club boats i don't think that's a legit picture of his boat but it does look just like that. okay okay i fair. think that yeah yeah i don't think he got that although i've seen him run that boat and I've seen that in it. <laughs> I believe You've that. You've seen that you when you All see right. the the props, um, you know they're yeah. they're doing yeah. work. Exactly. No kidding. They're oh, spinning. He's, he's he's had the props out of the water on that boat multiple times. Yep. That's that's not. He's a, a guy that I'll run next to. Let's put it. Yeah. That way, yeah I, not, not yeah, ride with. yeah. There we go. I, I like that a lot. All right. So let's talk tuna. All right, our good our good buddy and former uh, on air partner here, Robbie Tobeck, was was out there. He ended up he had, went fifty miles offshore, primarily a primarily a, a troll show, but he comes back with a dozen. You're out last week. You you get just short of four hands full. So so what's the deal with the tuna? Tell us about the temperature, the break, how far out, what's the drill and tuna out El Waco, Mark White. So uh, we actually had a couple of club boats run yesterday, uh, and they fished the exact same water where Tobek and Kaiser were at on uh, Thursday. And one boat got 70 all on the troll, and the other one got 27 all on the troll. Um, And these guys are, the guy that got 70 is, is, uh, he's pretty famous for his troll game out here, all blue cord. Uh, just an incredible guy at, at knowing where and how to catch these tuna, and they're very efficient at it. Uh, they filled the boat, ran out of ice, and they were about 60 miles out, uh, so they're a little little ways out, uh, but definitely reachable for day boats running out of here, most sport boats, you know, with the right weather conditions. Um, the blue water's been moving in and out on us some. Uh, when we were out last Sunday, uh, the blue water the, on Saturday – uh, had been about five miles further out. And when we went out, it was, we actually ran over it on the way out to the numbers where they caught them the day before, which as fishermen, we tend to go where they got them yesterday. Yep. Uh, and ultimately what happened is the fish had moved in with that color break and we turned around, went back to that color break. And that's where we ended up with 16 fish and, uh, and all of them were caught right on that color break. And, and that's pretty much, so what happened this week is the, the blue water, uh, pushed out, um, and uh, and that's where they ended up finding finding the fish. Has anybody got a, a bait stop going yet? 
we don't have live bait. Okay. Yet, uh, no so live, no live anchovies. Too, too much fresh water right. probably down there. Too much fresh water. And actually, uh, we, I talked to our, our bait supplier down here yesterday. They, they rolled in, uh, and he said he ran all the way north and south looking for anchovies and could only find hearing. He said, then mm-hmm. there's, and I can vouch for what's coming out of these coho. I'll have five, you know, green label size hearing and one anchovy. In hmm. So there's tons of hearing out there. Uh, not a lot of anchovies, at least not the big pods, big schools of them that we have been seeing. There's lots of bait, but, but they just were not hitting them. And, and the tuna have anchovies in them way up. So okay they're uh, out there. good it's good to see that, that that bait's out there yeah so looking forward you know here just a week from monday buoy 10 opens up august 1st how does this influx of freshwater and the lack of anchovies in the river because we're not going to see those big schools of anchovies up inside up inside the astoria megler bridge and whatnot that, that we've seen in the past mark what, what right. how's that going to change guys game plan yeah, I think, you know, it's going to be interesting. You know, the Chinook, there were so many Chinook coming up the river. You know, are always there. Spring Chinook run, summer Chinook run. It's sure. been fantastic. Uh, they were actually open now above the Astoria Megler Bridge, and I've been tempted to run up there and give it a go because I know you could catch some Chinook up there in that, you know, the blind slough, the typical places. Yep. You, yeah, Washington you find them you this bet. time of year. Yep. yep. And, uh, uh, but haven't done it because it's really hard not to just hang a right and go out there a few miles and just Hammer pound time. away on coho. Hammer but, time, sure. but as far as the uh, yeah the buoy ten, it, it's going to be interesting. You know, there's there's not a lot of bait in the river. We did see a lot of birds crashing right on the bar, but they were actually between buoy ten and buoy eight the other day when we came in. Yeah, can't fish uh, there. The anchovies that they are getting are small, uh, so I think a guy's going to you know is probably going to want to run some small bait, small gear. Uh, to be, at least to begin with, because that, other than the hearing that they're feeding on, uh, the stuff that's out there that's coming into the edge of, you know, the the freshwater here is pretty small stuff. So um, we're we're standing on the edge now of a true stable summer weather pattern. We've got temperatures in the 90s here, you know, coming up, which which indicates really really solid high pressure. If we are going to see that tuna water, that that blue water, get closer to shore. I think this may be the week for it. Is, is that a fair statement? And then, and then, um, how how is that going to play into uh, to guys' uh, enthusiasm for your Ilwaco Tuna Club and Invitational coming up here soon, Mark? Yeah, so I I completely agree. I mean, that's the talk here. North winds always helps uh, straighten out that that uh, chlorophyll line, the the green blue line. Uh, obviously we like seeing a hard edge versus that slow transition from green to clean green to blue. Uh, that tends to spread fish out quite a ways. Uh, and right now there's a pretty hard line out there. I mean, it, it's obvious when you leave the, the clean green water to the blue. Uh, and so I think with this North wind, that's certainly going to help. Uh, and I think it'll push uh, more near shore than where it's at right now. Uh, certainly that's what we're all hoping for. I mean, we'll run out there to wherever they're at. Last year, our best day was 80 miles offshore. Jeez. I don't like running that far, but but if that's where they're at, that's where you have to go. But but uh, yeah, but I think your 10 day in a walk on. I'm looking at it, you know, right now on weather underground. I mean, you're 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 solid every day. You got a stable weather pattern, increasing temperatures, decreasing winds. 
um, man, I that we you may be running 30, 40 miles out instead of fifty miles out by the end of this week. Um, so so now transitioning though, we want to talk a little bit before we let you go about the Ilwaco Tuna Club Invitational. This is a big money turnout or a big money payout also. So so tell us how yep. guys can get involved, what it is and, and how how the whole tournament structure works. Okay, yeah, so we've got this will be the second year we've done the Iwako Tuna Club Invitational. And really what we're doing is kind of filling the gap uh, from the Oregon Tuna Classic and the, the Deep Canyon Challenge that they used to do out of Iwako. Uh, they don't do that that one anymore. So last year we thought we still want to do a tournament here. We were kind of the obvious choice to uh, make that happen, being that we have, at that time we had roughly 75, 80 members. Now we're riding right around 100. Um, but uh, so this the tournament, last year we did more of the standard, you know, $600 buy-in and a bunch of money on side pots. Well, we found out that when you do an invitational and you start hand-picking boats, for the most part, uh, that everybody buys into the side pots. So when we went into this year, we said, you know what, let's do just a $5,000 buy-in, every boat, and you're already entered into every side pot. And, and it gives us a more even payout for first, and we're paying first through fifth. Uh, so we're doing $5,000 buy-in. Our target's 30 boats. We have 23 uh, that have officially signed up. We have four right now that are have committed but have not uh, given the money. Um, and then so we're looking for three, four more boats uh, to kind of wrap out this year. We would probably entertain going over that, you know, a couple of boats. But this year, what we really want to do is focus on doing a big money tournament the right way, uh, and worry about maybe what we what next year looks like. Maybe we start maybe fifties the max next year. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, and uh, but yeah, so roughly with that, we're going to have uh, thirty boats would be about one hundred fifteen thousand in payouts. Um, you know, and then everything, the money left over is, you know, obviously to offset the cost of the tournament. Um, and then, uh, and then obviously the tuna club, we donate back to the Owaco community down here. Uh, any extra money that we raise from events like this, we, we give to the food bank or any program. Um, and you can look online and see the things that we've done go, sure. by going oh, to our website. Very, very worthy organization. It's the Owaco Tuna Club Invitational, September 3rd, 2022. Um, entry fee, five grand payouts for first to fifth, five heaviest albacore, side pots for single albacore, sing, uh, smallest single albacore, and pelagics. Uh, payouts are obviously based on entries. Go check it out and more at ilwacotunaclub.com. He's Ilmark. He's <laughs> he's president of the Ilwaco Tuna Club, Mark White. We'll see you down on the creek soon, buddy. We will be there uh, right around the tenth of tenth of August. So we'll uh, we'll come look you up, and, and you can you can teach us uh, spin fish one hundred and one again, buddy. All right, man. See you down at Bowie Ten. All right, Mark. Yep. Thank you so much for your time. All right. Coming up next, a critically acclaimed, award-winning Northwest Outdoor Report right here on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station seven ten, Seattle Sports app. The Northwest Outdoor Report is brought to you by Les Schwab Tires, taking your safety seriously for over 70 years. Puget Sound Hatchery Chinook update through July 17th. WDFW estimates 1,800 Chinook have been harvested in Marine Area 9, and the quota is 4,700, so we're 38% through that quota area. 10, the number's over 3,900. We're only 7% there. 
This season, Area 9 manages a series of three-day openers Thursday through Saturday, and Area 10 Chinook retention runs through August 31st. Strong possibility that we may receive additional Chinook angling days in, in Area 9. To stay on top of the Chinook and Admiralty Inlet, you must study the tides. Follow the birds. They tell you where the bait is. When you do catch a Chinook, look what's inside the stomach and match the hatch. We're looking for an increasing tide range this week. Should put a couple kings in a biting mood, but do not fish the shipwreck for Chinook. Marine Area 7, the San Juan Islands, reopened Thursday following an 800 Chinook harvest, which amounted to 44% of the 1,800 Chinook quota. Checks from both Bellingham Ramp and Cornet Bay averaged out to 0.25 of a Chinook per angler, so the Tuesday afternoon conference call should answer a few questions regarding opportunity for the rest of July. WDFW is determined if enough Chinook impacts remain to conduct a third three-day directed Chinook fishery or to keep it open for what should be a bumper crop of coho coming this way in August and September. Reports from the Straits indicate that there are still a big wave of Chinook headed this way and a massive run of coho hot on their heels. This is going to be a very productive August in the San Juan. LaPush and Nia Bay reopeners. Quite a bit of coastal and straits fishery shaping this week. LaPush will open for Chinook retention on Monday, July 25th. Nia Bay follows suit July 25th west of the Bonilla Tatouche line. Marine Area 5 CQ reverts to seven days a week salmon angling. Estimates for the CQ summer fishery through July 17th indicate the fishers reach 40% of legal size encounters. 3,000 Chinook harvested of that 7,300 fish quota. That should be enough to get CQ through the season. Marine Area 6 Chinook Selective Fishing Area, which was seven days a week, is going to Wednesday through Saturdays only from, from July 24th through August 15th west of Eddie's Hook. Estimates for Marine Area 6 look, Selective Slick Fishery through July 17th indicate fisheries reach 65% of this legal sign encounters and catch rates have been high to date. WDF deal feels this reduction in days is necessary to prolong the Marine Area 6 Chinook Fishery. The 2022 sockeye run size has been increased from the preseason forecast of 27,000 to 30,176. During public sockeye meetings, anglers established run size tiers to guide the daily limit allowed in the lake. Based on the tiers, if the forecast or an in-season run size update exceeds 29,999 sockeye, the daily limit would be three sockeye, and that's the deal as of today. Through Friday, July 22nd, there have been well over 9,500 sockeye salmon transferred from the Baker River Trap to the scenic Baker Lake. If you were waiting to hit the lake for these tasty sockeye, wait no more. Look for schooling fish on your sounder and troll slowly at 25 to 35 feet at first light with a Les Davis Ott Dodger with a 12-inch leader to a bear hook with a Mylar teaser. Better get them quick, though. Baker Lake is a bit higher and cooler due to the cool spring and this year's big snowpack. Expect the best action in this fishery in July because by mid-August, these rapidly maturing sockeye will become less aggressive. Sport crabbing is officially in full swing in Puget Sound, and so far, so good in most areas. Here's the summer's crab season schedule. Marine areas 4 through 9 open July 1st through September 5th, Thursdays through Mondays only. Marine area 7 south is now open through September 30th. Again, Thursdays through Mondays only. Marine area 10 is open through September 5th. Sundays and Mondays only. Marine area 11, Vashon Island open, opens through August 30th. Sundays and Mondays. Marine area 12, north of AOC, is open through September 5th. Thursdays through Mondays only. The daily limit throughout Puget Sound is five dungies, males only, hard shell condition with a minimum width of six and a quarter inches. Summer seasons for the upcoming fishery are also posted on WDFW.wa.gov. Mark your calendars, put your teams together, and dump the kids' college fund. It's Ilwaco Tuna Club Invitational Time. Here's your chance to get your bow on the starting line on September 3rd for your share of the $100,000 payout. 
This is the only high-stakes fishing event in the Pacific Northwest, and the Waka Tuna Club is targeting 30 boat teams to lay the five grand entry fee on the line. There will be payouts for the top five total weight teams, largest albacore, smallest albacore, and pelagic species. For more information, rules, and entry information, hit ilwakotunaclub.com. The Northwest Outdoor Report has been brought to you by Les Schwab Tires. Find the best in tires, brakes, wheels, batteries, shock struts, and more at leschwab.com. Well, we are going to pop out of here and coming back on the other side. We're going to look back to last Saturday's Dog Derby with none other than the UW legendary quarterback Damon Heward right here on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, the Seattle Sports app. Get in, sit down, hold on, and listen up. You're in the RenaissanceMarineGroup.com's wheelhouse, brought to you by Weldcraft, Duckworth, and Northwest Boats. Well, we were fortunate to have this big dog in the wheelhouse last weekend for the inaugural dog derby. How much fun was that, Joey? You know what I love about Damon is, you know, he's he was a field, field general. He was a quarterback. He is so positive. You know, we, we crackered off some fish. We missed some fish. Damon was always like, we're going to get him, guys. We got this. We're going to win this thing. And, he, you know, it's just so fun to be, have him on the boat and fish with him. Um, how you doing, buddy? Good morning. I'm doing awesome. Yeah, what a, what a special weekend. Just so fun to watch you two guys in action, uh, really for the first time in a, like a competitive situation. And, uh, yeah, felt the intensity, but also, man, just so much fun. And, and obviously seeing the, the kids' faces, guys who've never caught a fish, um, just across the board on other boats and just the excitement in the air when we left and all day long and back on the dock. Special, special day. And uh, both you guys were a big part of making that happen. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome, man. I, I enjoyed every minute of it. And I, I got home that night and I was kind of reflecting on just the whole the whole day. And I thought, oh, is this the, is this the best thing for Husky football? Because... We may have screwed some of those kids <laughs> up, and they may not be as focused as they need to we, be. They we, may be like dreaming of Chinook yeah, and not thinking about their football game. We, we've seen athletes make this awful turn into the fishing industry, dude. It's, it's a horrible, horrible. So the transfer portal might be turned into the salmon portal for some of these kids. But no, it would, well, it, dude, it would. It, it is a great thing, you know. NIL is 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 the law of the land these days, and but and 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 like it or like it or hate it. There's a real opportunity for fans and alumni to get closer and help the programs through some of these NIL deals. So tell, tell us how, the, how this tournament kind of helped out the program to some degree, Damon Heward. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, it's, um, you know, the name, image, and likeness for those of you out there listening. It's, it's the latest thing in college football. And, and I think some people are sort of turned off by it. You know, they think, oh, the kids get an education, and that's so true. They get to play the game they love, so true. But, you know, the biggest thing, and we try to explain to folks, is, you know, it is so expensive to live in the city of Seattle. And these kids get about a couple grand a month with their scholarship check, and that's what they get to live on when they move out of the dorms after their first year. So, you know, anything uh, can really, really help them where they can go out, make a little money, you know, using their name, image, and likeness. So this was just an awesome way to do it. But even more importantly, get out in the community, meet people, um, meet alumni, uh, awesome alumni like you, Captain Tom, right? Uh, what year did you graduate? <laughs> 1988, brother. It's been a, it's been a while, dude, yeah. 
No, but but they do. They get to connect. They get to make a little bit of money, help subsidize that cost, that incredible cost of living uh, that it is in Seattle right now, and um, and and it's a good thing. I honestly, I say that, and I know, you know, from my son Sam, who set up his foundation, raised a little bit of money that he's going to give back. You know, learning how to do that stuff at such a young age. You know, he just turned twenty years old. There are so many awesome things. Um, you know, other than the big picture of, of a fish in the paper that went along with this tournament. And um, so, and, and I think it's just going to grow like crazy from this year um, and, and something that, uh, you know, hopefully Husky football does in perpetuity going forward with you guys. I hope so too. And I just would absolutely be remiss if I didn't thank each one of the skippers that stepped up that day and volunteered their boats. And, you know, so for a while there, we didn't know if we were going to make it to 20. The first year is always the toughest, and we ended up going over the top of 20. And, and to, to all our listeners and to all Dude, the those are those guys, are our listeners, those man. Those are our guys, man. Yep. Those yeah. are our guys, and they stepped up. And, and, and some of those kids had never experienced this stuff before, and, and it was. It was a great day. Again, thanks. Hats off to the Port of Everett. And, uh, but I tell you what, Cameron Foster of the Steinberg Agency, what a stud, man. He, uh, he, he worked his head. <laughs> head off on this event everybody got t-shirts everybody got swag it was last saturday morning man we helped him pack stuff down to guest dock five at the port of everett and man he he was just a sweating but but it it all came together it all it all you know just that was a nice little pre-game warm-up for me running up and down the the gangway (laughs) running boxes back and forth getting my blood pumping to get a little bit you know getting ready for the for the exciting day of fishing. And yeah, Cameron was a total stud. We, we got a fish with him, uh, on the opener on Thursday, had a great day out there on the water with him and, and, uh, really enjoyed spending some time with Cameron. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, he got to do uh, a tournament over there in Eastern Washington for years, uh, with Michael Ruse. It was a fish and chip and they did it, I think at Lake Coeur d'Alene or somewhere around there and, and did some bass fishing and, and golf the next day. And um, I remember, you know, Sam uh, signed up with him last summer when this all became legal. And and um, he talked to me about, you know, Damon, what do you think? You know, could, could we pull off some fishing around here? I said, uh, got to call my boys, Tom and Joey. They're the only guys who could ever p- help pull something off like this. And I think we all sat down in January and kind of put put our notes on, on paper and uh, and we pulled it off, boys. So thank you. So oh, awesome. And, a lot of fun. So so uh, it's going to grow. And and we already most of the skippers that we all the skippers are talking to are just looking forward to next year. And you know you've run a decent event because every fisherman has his certain ways he likes to do things, Damon. And I didn't yep. hear a single guy afterwards said, "Well, that, I didn't like this or I didn't like that." All my all the feedback I personally received was unanimously positive and and now now that we have one under our belt i'm looking forward to getting into the seattle boat show next year we'll have the structure of the event we won't have the dates yet but we'll definitely have uh resources informational stuff available for guys to plan on it and you know we're again it'll be the middle of july next year and and out of the port of everett because it's such a great facility to work with and the parking and everything just seemed to work out so and damon thank you buddy for giving us the opportunity to help out because how many how many dogs do we have it was 2022 we had 20 20 players 20 players yeah yeah i mean you know um and again i think this thing can grow to probably 40 players next year for and and i tell you it was hard i know a lot of sam's teammates who didn't get to come were 
really, really bummed. And, and we, we limited it to 20 this year, right? I mean, that was yep. kind of what we said. And, and um, you know, but uh, it, even the, some of the skips are like, hey, well, I, I got two boats for next year. And yeah. some of my other friends were like, oh, my gosh, I'm so bummed. My boat was up in Roach Harbor. Sure. You know, next year, please let me know. So getting that date out there mid-July, um, you know, they might they want to be up at Roach for the fourth. I get it, but they're going to have to bring their boat down <laughs> a couple of weeks later to be a part of this thing. So, uh, yeah. Well, I've already talked. Uh, I've, I've already talked to probably five or six of my buddies who, after they saw how the whole thing went down and how much fun we all had, they're like, "Dude, I am in. Count well, me in." And and the thing of it was, Damon, it's good fishing out there right now, dude. It was, it was so awesome, right? I mean, we had all kinds of fish and lots of action and i i mean maybe one boat i think heard of that didn't catch a salmon maybe two but even if they didn't they were they were catching other little fish and having fun so i mean we were almost batting a hundred right there you saw them all on the dock yeah it was a special day i mean you say this chinook fishing is as as good as as you've seen around here since you were a kid right well i mean at least in the past 10 12 years just from the the standpoint of numbers dude it's solid man and 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 just so very fortunate but but now we're kind of on an abundance upswing you know and we got a bunch of decent snowpacks behind us and the ocean's cooled off out front so you know, right. it's just more productive, and so I, you know, we're going to roll right in. You, you, you're, you're going to have to jump on board the boat again, dude. Because oh, I would it, love to. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely do it. So well, you, you we saw a little silver. We had a little silver on our boat. Yep. We had Mark Bruner's boat caught a sockeye. I mean, like that's crazy. You know, yeah. we, we had a little bit of them, which is really early, right? I and mean, rare for to bite a sockeye. Yeah, to bite that kind of so, gear for sure. Well, you uh, saw all the bait, and you know all the fish that oh we see God. out there. It, the the Puget Sound is healthy and just full of good eating, yeah. delicious Chinook. But so one of the things that that I really want to do, and I really haven't talked to you about this, uh, is is to share some more tournament exclusive information with some of our captains. And we were able to do that on the Zoom call. I put together, you know, a half a dozen slide PowerPoint that that we popped in the captains meeting. But we, we'd like to have an in person captains meeting and do a little bit of a drill next year at the Port of Everett. So now that we got this first one under the belt, the next one's going to be better. And, and Damon, again, I thank you for the opportunity to help out, help out with this event and help out the UW football program. And, uh, and uh, let's, let's get together soon and go bend a rod, buddy. I love it. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys and making this thing happen. And uh, like I said earlier, this is going to happen for years to come. And um, we, the first one is under our belt. So thanks again. And uh, go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs. All right. Damon Heward, thank you for your time, buddy. We'll, we'll see you soon. You take care. Have a great day. Later, brother. That was great. All right, man. boys. Thank you. All Bye-bye. right. Coming up next, the hottest report we heard all week in the technique, techniques you need to succeed. It's Roar Robinson RVs. Really? Where? And it's next. You're in the outdoor line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app. No way. you got to be kidding me. Really? Where? It's coming back. The island is sending the lady. Where'd you get him, man? No way. you, you got to tell me. I, I, I'm not going to tell anybody. Ocean Hey man, can you tell me where you got them? I'll never put on a life jacket again. Welcome to RoyRobinsonRV.com's Really? Where? Where? RoyRobinsonRV.com will take you anywhere. Really? It's time to step up to the number one Winnebago dealer in the Northwest, the all-new Roy Robinson RV Center, 
you're going to find a complete line of Class A's, Class B's, Super C's, Travel Trailers, Fifth Wheelers, Tour Haulers, Pop-Ups, Truck Campers, and featuring the all-new Winnebago Rebel. It's a Mercedes diesel 4x4 van. It's an amazing off-the-grid, go-anywhere. Check that out and more at Roy Robinson RV, RoyRobinsonRV.com. Well, the pictures are starting to roll in. Oh, you're killing me. This is this is where all our buddies get to get back at us because yeah. they know we are stuck in the studio doing the show live, and they are lighting up Marine Area 9, and it's painful. It hurts. Stop texting us. No, don't. Stop I, it. I still, Quit I, it. If I can't be on the water, I at least want to see pictures of fish. <laughs> Man, it, just, Man, it hurts. Oh. Yeah, I mean, look, there's so much to do right now. You could go to the coast. You could go to Baker Lake. You could go to yep. Brewster. Yep. But for me... I, I my, all my buddies are like, hey, I'm, we're heading to Baker Lake. I'll save you a spot. And I'm like, dude, you're not prying me <laughs> off the back of that 30 foot Duckworth with a excavator. Yeah. Like I am bolted well, to the back of that and, thing in July. And we're like, we got to make one stop. We're headed right for the boat. And we're going right out right now because I mean, but but now so we the 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 first day of the opener we had just it was low water at daylight. We got a little bit of that first bite. Then yesterday we were able to get a little bit more of that ebb. But that ebb is now developed, and, and guys are just, they just bite better on an ebb in Puget Sound. Now, all those fish orient coming into the sound. It sucks more fish in. Migrating salmonids tend to orient into that into that flow of water. And so here they come, dude, and, and guys are just whacking them from, uh, you know, from the west side of, excuse me, the east side of Maristone all the way out to mid-channel. We're getting good reports from possession, too. So uh, yeah, it's it it's it's painful. It hurts. It's, that, it's okay though. We're gonna go out and get our share. But that little to, oh. creep, Jacob Mandela, just oh, texted no. me. Oh no! He said it is on oh, fire. Dude. So there, you know, the last couple of days the bite was a little weird. Like you said, yeah, it the was, tides you know, are the, just when just that, that flood, that, that flood, transition at daylight. Um, yeah. There was like a bite, bite, and then the fish would just go dark. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But right now, there it's on. It's right on. now. Yeah. Well, and you kind of knew it would, but. That that's a good sign too, because you know we knew they're coming around a corner just by looking at the catch rates in in in, in five and six, right? The East rates of Juan de Fuca, putting out they back they were so successful got a PA um, west of Eddie's Hook that they had to knock down that fishery down to Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So so, but still, uh, you know, we're last numbers that came out were thirty eight percent of the quota in, in area nine. I really think we're going to get some additional Chinook dates. There, I'm not so positive that we will in the San Juans because they need to leave Chinook impacts on the table so we can have that coho fishery that starts on August 1st. So, uh, yeah, lots to come, lots to stay tuned for, lots to be excited about. And, and yeah, and I, I am happy for those guys on the Skagit and Baker Lake. And, and I think, you know, and the, and the South Sound has kind of slowed down a little bit, but I think with this influx of fish, it's not only going to perk up Area 10. But I think we're, when the reopener happens in Area 11, they're gonna, you know, we're gonna see a fresh flood of fish coming down there too. You know, I mean, and and there is, and like, and, and to your point earlier, there's there's so much bait in Puget Sound, man. There there is, it's not too much of a good thing, but there's enough. I mean, yeah, and and like we talked about earlier, it's cool to catch those fish and find little first of the year herring, tiny little sand lance, seven inch herring, yes, and then all the shrimp. I yeah, mean, you, what you said earlier. Re- adding some red and go small. Yeah. Like cut, use a little tiny pink you, and yeah, white yeah, ace high and absolutely. cut that thing down or yeah. use that, that clear pink striped squid, yep. something smaller, shorten up your leader, get it you, whipping around. And, and that may trigger a bite when those fish are kind of shut down. And something else too is, is I'll run. I, I make two times, two types of hoochie leaders and, and one of them has a couple of glow beads 
and a and a chartreuse bead, and some of them have a glow bead and a red bead. Sometimes that little pop of red inside that hoochie will get it done too, but you can't go wrong. Tie your hook, tie your hoochies up with red yeah. hooks. Yeah. Dude, I mean, get Anything. a little bit of yeah. red in there, a little good bit call. of flash. Absolutely good call. Yeah. yeah. No doubt, dude. A lot to do. Crabbing's still yeah. solid in the north parts of the sound. You know, we got we got gear soaking right now and looking forward to running through that, you know, a little bit later today as well. So I'm sure Callie gotta, is so excited. She's, know, she's probably listening <laughs> right now and she's like, please, please, I hope See, he brings home more I, crab. I so Kathy's been grinding crab. I've seen it. She she's in so typically by the fourth of July, she's just absolutely stuffed with it, right? But uh, you know, we got we got our good friends Larry and Dana Stoffer coming over tonight. And so, you know, there there will be crab and garlic butter, maybe a little bit of love loaf on the side too. Oh so. yeah, dude. My mother in law is like a sea otter. Oh, dude. Yeah. She just mows through the crab. <laughs> <laughs> Every day. She has I don't think she's missed a day. But this is why Puget Sound is so special, dude. We get to sleep in our own beds. And you get to go put food on the table. Yeah. And you get to share it with people that are are unwilling or unable, you know, to go out and get the stuff themselves. And so to and to bring those over, there's there's really there's nothing that that we have more fun doing, you know, hunting, of course, but 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 being able to go fishing and put this healthy, wonderful, flavorful food. There's nothing I'd rather eat, you no, know, than, no. than than fresh salmon and and, and crab and. You know, and then but uh, you know we got we've been we've all our fish have been going away with the folks that we uh, that that we fish with. So today I'm hoping we can uh, maybe put a couple you know put a couple away put yeah. a, put, so we can uh, go fill a smoker up. So, uh, so you, oh, my smoker's dude, cold. My smoker's cold. I got to get it warmed up again, baby. The the smoked salmon bagels and yeah cream cheese yesterday. You're killing me, dude. That is it, so perfect so that, that's perfect boat food that it is it is perfect. i need a little carb i need yeah. some fat and i need that amazing salmon but protein. i don't i don't have a problem getting that fish oil on my on my fingers either and handling the gear i don't think that hurts a doggone bit but but yeah just uh that whole and this is a perfect time of year to smoke fish because it because air, the, air the, dries, temper- the temperatures well, and you know, yes. it's just dude it's hard just to smoke time. fish in the winter time it is you need to you drive know. those temperatures or, yeah. or move to a smaller cabinet that's insulated has a bigger heater element but just the whole air dry process works so much better. I can taste the difference in, in the in the in the fish that I smoke in the wintertime and the stuff that I that I smoke in the summertime. So I try to get it all done, vacuum pack it hot, put it in the fridge. It, dude, come Christmas time, you just pull it out or whatever during holidays and you got you know, you got folks coming over. It's always a welcome, welcome treat, no question about it. So all right, well let's get out of here and go fish and, and stop sending us pictures, you rotten people out there that are fishing. Stop sending Tom. I'll oh, take all the pictures okay. you got. Send them to I want to see it all. Send those pictures to Joey. You missed any of the show, uh, jump on mynorthwest.com, hit the outdoorline.com. Matt will have the podcast up soon on that Apple Podcast app as well. Uh, give us a follow on social media at Joey Pyburn on Instagram at Rob Ensley on Instagram at the Outdoor Line on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For Matt Nelson behind the glass, Rob Ensley in Southeast of Glass and Joey Pyburn. This is Tom Nelson. This has been the Outdoor Line on Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app.